0: You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 410. Hello and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. So how's your new year going so far? I'm doing great. Mine's going well. I'm, I'm working on writing a book, which is harder than anything I've ever done before. I'm also working on some business projects for my husband's businesses and then soaking in moments with my girls. My oldest is home right now from college. so That's been fun. My youngest is busy with school and Christian theater, and we are very active in our church as well. And our church is very active. We lunge into the new year full force with 21 days of prayer and fasting. And then this wonderful night that we call Inspire Night. And this month, my pastor's pastor came and spoke to the house about the importance of the church, the bride of Christ. And he reminded us that while the church is not a building, it is a gathering. And it's God's plan that it be so. It was an amazing message. It was the perfect compliment to what I had studied for this week's Encore episode inspired by Phil Wickham's song, House of the Lord. Now, in the month of January, we are on a countdown of the top five downloaded episodes in 2021. So get ready for this timely Encore episode of number four in our countdown, House of the Lord by Phil Wickham. And then I'll jump back in for a minute on the other side. Coming out of a season when many or most of us were kept from meeting together in person at church, Phil Wickham's new worship song, House of the Lord, is really timely. And while I like the song a lot, I, I like what I learned from Scripture even more. We're going to use this song to inspire where we interact with God's Word today. But first, let's listen. privilege of being able to attend corporate services in my local church in person. And so when I sing this song today, I imagine that scene, my church house, my church family. And you may still be unable or unwilling to do that. And I love what Phil Wickham says in his video in the story behind the song. He reminds us that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit and there can be joy within us. And the house of the Lord is not a building built by man, but it's the people of God that are the church. We are the house of the Lord and there can be joy there even when we can't meet in a building. And we're actually going to see of that all over scripture today, and I hope it will inspire you to dig deeper and think deeper about these truths revealed in God's word. Now, David penned these words in Psalm 122, verse 1. He says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. And I want you to take the bite of reading this verse in context, which when it comes to the Psalms means reading the entire Psalm, just Psalm 122. Now, bite, uh, by the way, if you're new here, is just an acronym for Bible Interaction Tool Exercises. And reading in context is my favorite bite. If you only incorporate one bite into your Bible time, I encourage you to take this one. For example, do you read a daily devotional? We'll take the verse at the top or at the bottom of the page and just go read the entire chapter. So, if it said Psalm 122:1, one, you would read all of Psalm 122. Uh, if you follow devotional plans in YouVersion, Version in the U Version app, the Bible app that can be uh, you can download to your phone, there's even a button for this. It says "Read Entire Chapter." So, if there's a verse in the devotion for that day, it'll kind of pop up, and you can just click the button, read the entire chapter. Make that your go-to habit, and you will, by default, just begin to absorb even more Scripture. But I don't want you to stop at reading more of the Bible. I want you to experience what it's like to interact with it. So when I took the bite of reading the entire Psalm 122, I was surprised to read David's words about the house of the Lord being in Jerusalem because he wrote it as if he were heading over to the temple in Jerusalem and that temple was not built in his lifetime. So in fact we we read about that just last week in 2nd Samuel chapter 7. I don't know if you remember that, but David wanted to build a house for the Lord. In an account that is almost word for word recorded in First Chronicles 17 as well, we read this. Uh, this is out of Second Samuel 7, when King David was settled in his palace and the Lord had given him rest from all the surrounding enemies, the king summoned Nathan, the prophet. Look, David said, I'm living in a beautiful cedar palace, but the ark of God is out there in a tent. David wanted to build a house for the Lord, a suitable place for his presence to dwell, And this is what God's response was regarding that in verse 5. Go and tell my servant David, this is what the Lord says. Are you the one to build me a house to dwell in? I have not dwelt in a house from the day I brought the Israelites up out of Egypt to this day. I've been moving from place to place with a tent as my dwelling. Wherever I have moved with all the Israelites, did I ever say to any of their rulers, whom I commanded to shepherd my people Israel, why have you not built me a house of cedar? Now, I don't have time on today's podcast to chase that rabbit, but I can recommend a resource here. Um, I have a copy of the book called Made According to Pattern. It was written in 1938 by C.W. Slimming. It's a book that shares scripturally the tabernacle, how it was made, and what it represents as we see its parts and its function woven in to Old and New Testament. And there's just so much there. I'll link to it in the show notes. MichelleNizat.com forward slash Three eight six. Um, and if you already subscribe to my email list, that's actually in your inbox for your convenience. Uh, but I've read through the book, and I, I now use it as like as an ongoing resource because you will be amazed at how much Scripture has to say about the presence of the Lord and where He chooses to dwell, and all the details surrounding that. And it all started in the uh, tabernacle or the tent of meeting. So the house of the Lord started out as a tent. And in Exodus chapter 25, we read this in verse 8. They are to make a sanctuary for me so that I may dwell among them. You must make the tabernacle and design all its furnishings according to the pattern I will show you. So it was in this tabernacle that the glory and the presence of God would come down to be in the midst of his people. And listen to this. When the tabernacle had been built and all the furnishings crafted and assembled, God made his dwelling there, like he said, in in Exodus 35. For the cloud of the Lord was on the tabernacle by day, and fire was in it by night, in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. Did you notice that the words tabernacle and tent of meeting are used interchangeably here? And we I think it just kind of uh, highlights the idea that we are meant to meet corporately in the presence of the Lord. And then don't forget, it is God's presence that is to lead us. And I just took the bite, by the way, of making observations. This bite goes hand in hand with the bite of slowing down. And I just want to encourage you, slow down, my friend. Read the text, yes, but to truly understand what it's saying, you must slow down and make some observations. We are talking about the house of the Lord, and this is the first one God instructed to build for him with a whole lot of specifics, I might add, down to the color of the thread to be used. So my question to you is, what do you observe in this text? Write it down or take the bite of sharing it with a friend or both, but interact with the text. It's really, really worth the effort. And isn't it interesting that there arose a generation that said, that's not good enough for God. I like my house, so he needs a house like I have. But don't forget God's response. I've been moving from place to place with a tent as my dwelling. Wherever I have moved with all the Israelites, did I ever say to any of their rulers whom I commanded to shepherd my people of Israel, why have you not built me a house of cedar? Then the irony of this, though, (laughs) is that if you keep reading, God will indeed allow David's son to build him a house, a temple, not a tent. And in verse 11, it says, the Lord declares to you that the Lord himself will establish a house for you. When your days are over and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you, your own flesh and blood, and I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father and he will be my son. When he does wrong, I will punish him with a rod wielded by men. With floggings inflicted by human hands, but my love will never be taken away from him, as I took it away from Saul, whom I removed, uh, whom I removed from before you. Your house and your kingdom will endure forever before me. Your throne will be established forever. So remember, last week we talked about this being the Davidic covenant, and of course, this whole covenant right here is about David and Solomon and Jesus because as we head over to second chronicles chapter 3, we see Solomon beginning the building process. And if we head over to Luke chapter 1, we see the angel Gabriel talking to Mary and he says, "Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus." He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. So what we're doing here is that we're taking the bite of exploring a topic. We were inspired by our song to explore what the Bible has to say about the house of the Lord and that's what we're doing. So I was familiar with Exodus being the place that the pattern of the tabernacle was first um, explained. I knew that David wanted to build a temple and that Solomon got to do it. and He didn't. But that was from reading and rereading scripture and um, from just time in scripture and from using my outside resources and from following cross references and allowing myself to go on a quest through scripture over and over and over that leads to. Familiarity. And I want to encourage you to allow yourself to go on quests through scripture that will lead to familiarity because familiarity and a foundation of familiarity, easy for me to say, a foundation of familiarity will lead to those breakthrough moments, those breakthrough things that you're seeking from the Lord. If you are not as familiar with scripture in your faith journey yet, I just want you to cut yourself some slack. Follow the bites we talk about on the podcast. You'll begin to build that foundation that the Holy Spirit can use to bring the revelation of God that you seek. It takes time to dig out a foundation, but it will be worth it. All right, so back to the temple. It is really important in the life and history of God's people. It's where you go to experience the presence of God. It is his dwelling place. It was built on a holy hill. Isaiah calls it a house of prayer. And I see, uh, I can't remember what chapter. I didn't write down the chapter, but in verse seven, these I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. All right, so verse seven here starts out with, these I will bring to my holy mountain. And the these he's talking about, if you read it in context, are foreigners and those who believe that they have nothing to offer the Lord. Because all along, God had us, non-Jews, and there may be some Jewish listeners, but for the most most part, we are not. Uh, he had us in mind all along. Even his chosen people were a pattern displayed in scripture. And um, I, I want you to remember remember how I read that the tabernacle was made according to pattern? And it was the pattern that the Lord gave? Listen to this. <laughs> when I took the bite of following the cross reference to the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 8, verse 1 says, Now the point in what we're saying is this We have such a high priest. This is talking about Jesus, one who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven, a minister in the holy places. In the true tent that the Lord set up, not man. For every high priest is appointed to offer gifts and sacrifices. Thus, it is necessary for this priest, priest also to have something to offer. Now, if he were on earth, he would not be a priest at all, since there are priests who offer gifts according to the law. They serve as a copy and shadow of the heavenly things. For when Moses was about to erect the tent, he was instructed by God, saying, See that you make everything according to the pattern that was shown you on the mountain. But as it is, Christ has obtained a ministry that is as much more excellent than the old as the covenant he mediates is better, since it is enacted on better promises. So here we have Christ. A minister in the true tent that the Lord set up, not man. And all of these things serve as copy and shadow of the heavenly things. And so that's why it's so important to understand and read all about the copy and shadow so you can see and understand the fulfillment of it in Christ. There's one more copy and shadow I want to point out in this vein. Uh, I think you can see that you're you're going to really need to dig in yourself this week. I've really stated a ten thousand v- view, hoping that you'll go and read the texts that are underlying what we've been talking about. I'm just giving you some direction on where to go. So Christ's current ministry is being acted in- enacted by his His presence, the Holy Spirit, and as believers, that Spirit lives in us. We as believers in Christ are the dwelling place of God. We are the temple. First Corinthians six nineteen says, Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you. All right, so that language there is not by accident. We are the temple. Paul uses the building analogy really well in First Corinthians three, he says this in verse 16, do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? We've been talking about temple and dwelling and presence and all these things. If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him for God's temple is holy and you are that temple. Ooh, there's a lot there. We could, you could really uh, ponder and think on that. But uh, then for Further, Peter goes on to say this, while individually we are the dwelling place of God, collectively as believers, we are the house of the Lord. In in 1 Peter 2, in verse 4, it says, As you come to him, Jesus, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house. To be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And Paul summarizes it this way in his letter to the Ephesians in verse 19 of chapter 2. It says So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him, you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Okay, are you seeing all the threads tying together here? uh, We've established the tent and the temple as the dwelling place of God. We've seen the red thread of Christ's redemption in the covenant promises to David from the very beginning and fulfilled in the New Testament. We've seen that it's all a copy and a shadow of the real thing in Jesus, uh, whether it's the Old Testament, um, you know, the tent and the tabernacle and all that and, and the, the temple. We've seen uh, Isaiah talking about foreigners being welcomed into God's house, and we see it fulfilled in Christ that we are no, no longer strangers and aliens, but family members of the house. And more than that, we are that house. Individually and together, we are the house of the Lord. In Christ, we are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. That's what Scripture says. It's also amazing. It inspires me to really dig into the details of something that for so long I really thought was fluff in the Old Testament. Details that just didn't seem relevant to my life. But oh friend, they are so relevant. So what's next? We have a lot of reading and observing to do this week. Head over to Exodus to read all about the tabernacle, its design and purpose. Then read God's response to David's desire to build him a house in 2 Samuel 7. You can read all about the building process of the temple beginning in 2 Chronicles 3. Explore the fulfillment of God's covenant in Christ in Hebrews 8 and see how it's, all the Old Testament stuff was a, a copy and a shadow. Finally, meditate on the truth sprinkled throughout the New Testament that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, both individually and collectively. We are the house of the Lord, and there's joy in the house of the Lord. I hope you enjoyed that Encore episode and want to talk more about it. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram or Facebook um, at Michelle Nizat or my uh, Facebook page is Michelle L. Nizat. You can uh, email me directly, Michelle at Michelle com. And More Than a Song is a proud member of the NRT Podcast Network. Check out other podcasts in the network and Christian music resources over at new release today.com. Now the new year is a perfect time to focus your mind on God Things and my 30 day music challenge will help you on that journey. The challenge is to listen exclusively to Christian music for 30 days. Just jump, uh, just jump in by submitting your name and email address at MichelleNesat.com forward slash 30 day challenge. I also encourage you to subscribe to my website, get the show notes emailed directly to your inbox each Monday. They include all of the scriptures, links, additional resources that I use to write the episode, and I promise to honor your inbox. But I also promise to give subscriptions subscribers, instant access to all of the extra resources that I create from time to time for my episodes. Plus, new subscribers get a one-page resource of my top five bites to get you started. So subscribe today at michellenizat.com. Now before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank any new subscribers who have subscribed recently, like Patty from Pennsylvania, Joy from the UK, Mary Jane from DC, Paul from Libya, Kathy from Iowa, Lindsay from Michigan, Wendy from Pennsylvania, and Lisa from Tennessee. Welcome. Now, and a big thanks to CMAS Babe 13 who gave the podcast five stars and left a review recently writing, "What a blessing. I don't know how I came across this podcast, but I know it was God's hand. Thank you so much for the wisdom I gained by listening to each and every podcast. They are such an incredible blessing to my spiritual life and have helped me through these challenging times." Thank you, God, for this. Well, I thank God for leading you here, and I thank you for leaving such a kind review. And if you haven't had a chance to leave a review yet, just go to lovethepodcast.com forward slash more than a song. Of course, you can listen to the podcast directly on my website at michellekneesat.com through iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. You can follow on Spotify or through Stitcher Radio or your podcast listening app of choice. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will continue counting down with the third most popular downloaded episode in 2021. Tune in to see which episode made the cut. But if you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michelleknizat.com forward slash 410. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation.